Hey everyone, welcome back to another recap podcast from SNX Weave, where we give quick weekly recaps of news and important updates from the previous week from the Spartan Council and core contributors, as well as discuss what the Grants Council and ambassadors are up to, so let's get started. Synthetics had some pretty exciting announcements and updates last week. First up, the Tiaki release has gone out. This release implemented SIP 258, which improves the pricing of atomic swaps by incorporating directionality of the trade into the Uniswap pricing methodology. This change will allow synthetics to lower fees to the point where it retains a competitive advantage over other AMM exchanges. Further, this change allows the protocol to offer competitive pricing for longer periods. Next up, Synthetics is working with Socket Tech to allow users to quickly bridge assets to and from Optimistic Ethereum. This integration with Socket not only allows easy bridging of SUSD to and from Optimism, it also allows Synthetics to onboard users more efficiently across all of DeFi. Be sure to check out the blog post that Matt shared last week with the tutorial and frequently asked questions. In Spartan Council updates, now that the Atomic Swap SIP has been implemented, debt migration is top priority for what's remaining of the V2X scope. Of these remaining SIPs, the following are currently in audit and will likely be released in this order. SIP 230 for Universal Circuit Breaker, SIP 257 for a debt ratio futures market, and SIP 252 for liquidation of SNX escrow. As for V2 of staking, the core contributors have been working on a staking dApp improvement. It's not a complete overhaul, but it is a significant improvement and should be implemented over the next couple of weeks. It will look better and be overall easier to understand for newer stakers, so keep an eye out for more leaks to come. On the governance side of things, Ali said the team is polishing the UI for V3GM and currently has most functions frozen. The one improvement that is going to be updated is the ability to vote for all elected positions in a single transaction. All other work will be paused to continue work on the rest of V3. The next phase of V3GM work was to deploy a governance module that gives the council full control of the protocol via NFT ownership. The general consensus at the meeting was that there were more pressing matters to address. And speaking of V3, there was a brief update at last week's Spartan Council call. Right now, the smart contracts are being worked on and the draft implementation of SIP 305 is the top priority. This SIP is for V3's staking incentives, proposing that stakers receive ESNX tokens by providing collateral to the system. The ESNX can then be burned, which will convert it to staked SNX with a vesting period chosen by the user. The presentation for this SIP is likely a couple of weeks away. And speaking of SIP presentations, there were a few last week, so let's briefly review them. The first was SIP 307 for the new router proxy architecture for V3. Ali presented this SIP explaining that it proposes the base architecture for the Synthetics V3 system, as well as all V3 related systems, such as governance instances. This new architecture minimizes complexity during releases, provides a novel way of overcoming the EVM's smart contract size limits, and makes system upgrades very explicit to the community. The biggest change is moving from call proxies to delegate call proxies, which reduces the complexity of the implementation by up to 10x. Misuse of this type of proxy, however, can cause storage collisions, hence the proposed architecture which would prevent these collisions. The main feature of this proposal is that the architecture maintains the efficiency of the diamond proxy while also being highly gas efficient. 
Caleb asked what the protocol risk would be if there was a collision, and Ali said it would require an emergency release to reconstruct the storage space. Daniel also expressed his concern, saying part of the reason V2X is obsolete is because we used a custom solution rather than a proven solution with regular updates, and this seems like another custom solution. Ali responded to this saying that it's so useful that it may become a standard. The CCs have even proposed it to the Open Zeppelin team and they were very impressed, they're just not able to make it a priority right now. This is something that's necessary for complex systems like synthetics, and a lot of effort has been put into making the tool look generic enough that other protocols could use the same coding logic very easily. Next up was SIP256 for a delta neutral ETH SUSD issuer. This SIP was presented by a thief and proposes deployment of a contract that accepts ETH and mints an equivalent amount of SUSD. To offset short ETH exposure taken on by the debt pool in the course of this exchange, the proposed contract will also open an equivalent short ETH per position to be borne by SNX stakers. Thief said this requires a decently liquid on-chain perpetual futures market, which Synthetix has. Perp contracts don't currently support ETH collateral margin, so this is an opportunity to drive more use of the perp market. Millie asked how far this is expected to scale, and a few said possibly up to $50 million. The last presentation was SIP 267 for direct integration. Caleb presented this SIP, which proposes implementing a direct integration contract that allows integrators to tap into Synthetic's exchange functionalities with customized parameters. There are a number of benefits for synthetics to have a direct integration path with partners. Providing these special direct integration routes into synthetics exchange functionalities isolates the trade flow to a certain extent and allows the protocol to offer more competitive offerings via lower fees. Caleb said it allows contracts to interact with our exchange function in a controlled setting. Currently, Partner protocols have to interact within the same fee structure as normal traders and are subject to dynamic fees and other protections that are in place to protect against bad actors. This SIP effectively creates a whitelist for known integrators and any modifications to the list would require a full SIP. In Grants Council updates, the team is hoping to build out some standardized guidelines for future integrations. Duck brought up the fact that the Grants Council mandate does not include protocols that already have funding, so they want to formalize an exception for protocols that are integrating with a fixed cap. Duck suggested that a minimum expected volume be set as a criterion, adding that there is already financial incentive to integrate via the volume source fee. The team will be gathering information from protocols requesting funding to determine how the funds will be used. As for the wrapper UI, Joey has reviewed the code and selected which of the two will be the final. Mike suggested standardizing the wallet integration to match the staking dApp. CT and Duck will be connecting with Caleb for a final review before it's deployed, and JVK has put together some draft frequently asked questions for the wrapper. All in all, this should be live fairly soon. In Ambassador Council updates, the team had another Spartan space last week, this time with Pool Together, the crypto savings protocol most known for its prize-based savings that just recently launched on Optimism. We got to hear from Layton, who's the co-founder of Pool Together and has been in DeFi full-time for three years. Pool Together is a protocol for prize savings that allows users to pool their deposits in order to generate conservative yield, which is then pooled and redistributed as prizes. This rewards mechanism gives users exposure to tremendous upside without risking principal. There are daily and weekly prizes, and this is actually not exclusive to DeFi. It's a financial primitive that's being used all around the world. 
Layton emphasized that the whole structure has a very simple value proposition and is a really great way to get people involved in DeFi. The core principles of pool together include no loss of principle, full liquidity, meaning users can withdraw at any time, and aggregation of interest that is then distributed as prizes. The protocol has also become a lot more composable since launch and now has the ability to support any asset or yield service. Recently, Pool Together was awarded an Optimism grant to promote its use on Optimism. So anyone who has funds deposited is now eligible for a daily reward, a weekly reward, and some OP for the next three weeks. Incentives have helped grow unique depositors to 6,000 on Optimism with $23 million total value locked. As far as governance goes, the protocol's governance was designed to encourage participation. Anyone holding 10,000 pool tokens, or 0.01% of the supply, can vote on governance proposals. And in addition to buying in, there are ways to earn pool tokens for community participation. So go check out their Discord to learn more. Layton also discussed their roadmap for the coming months, focusing on the two different sides of things. On the protocol side, they would like to increase the number of assets supported while still maintaining all of the features, instant liquidity, no principal loss, and prizes. He said the challenge here is going to be building out that scale while maintaining decentralization. On the company side, the Pool Together team wants to make it easier for other companies to integrate with their protocol. Lastly, we'll end this summary with a cool feature that Pool Together offers, allowing users to delegate deposits. In doing this, the delegate wallet earns all of the rewards for the deposits. This is a great way to onboard friends and family because you can delegate deposits to their wallet and the rewards will become seed deposit funding. Pretty cool. All in all, it was a great call with Pool Together, so don't forget to catch the recording if you missed it. And that's it for today's updates. Be sure to check out our weekly recap blog post, share this podcast link, and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear more about from SNX Weave. Thanks for listening.